Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. through some stuff. I need a lot of work. I'm probably going to go through some more stuff because he's not finished with me yet. But I'm learning that I can count on him to walk me through those things. He's faithful and he loves me. And if he thinks I need to go through it, well, he's the one who's always right. And so I just have to trust him, even when it gets hard. Because at the end of the day, I, I want permanent victory in my life, not temporary happiness. Are we seeking permanent victory or temporary happiness within our lives? In today's message from Pastor Robert, he teaches us through the book of 1 Peter that if the Lord has us going through hardships, He has a plan for them. Our God loves us, is for us, and knows exactly what we need. He is faithful to be trusted. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now turn to chapter 3 of 1 Peter, and let's join Pastor Robert with part 3 of his message. Our appetites, the human desires, never satisfied. I remember my mom, when I was 7 years old, my mom and dad were building their first new home. My dad went on to develop a a small construction company, but when I was a little kid, they had bought this little house, this old, decrepit farmhouse. It was more of a shack than a house in reality. We lived in that for five years, and then, but it sat on five acres of land, so they they sold it, and they were building a brand new house, and you know, just, my mother was so excited about it. I didn't understand all this. You know, when you're a little kid, you don't understand what, what the big deal is. It's just another house. But for her, it was just, everything was going to be just like she wanted it. And I remember her telling my dad one day, if you just get this finished and we can get moved, I'll never want another thing as long as I live. My dad cracked up because he knew better. And sure enough, we lived in that house, what? I was eight when we moved in. We lived there seven years and they were building another one because she had figured out everything that should have been, you know, it's like it could have been done better. And our appetites, our desire, we're never satisfied. Never satisfied. We make ourselves miserable, focusing too much on the now. Let me give you another wonderful quote by C.S. Lewis. The future is something which everyone reaches at the rate of 60 minutes an hour, whatever he does and wherever he is. That's just another way of saying it. If you try to focus on the now, you can be constantly frustrated because it's over before you even realize it. But if you'll look ahead, if you'll, if you'll focus, fix your eyes on the unseen. Fix your eyes on Jesus, the Bible says in Hebrews, the author and finisher of your faith. If you'll focus on eternity, you'll realize you're already living in it and he has a plan for every step you take. And you don't have to get all mystical and weird. Now, sometimes he'll show up and it may be a little mystical and weird. But most of the time, it's just a matter of trusting him and he will lead you. He'll direct your steps. 
if you'll ask him. The Word of God encourages us here in 1 Peter 3.15 to sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. Now, I've used it interchangeably because it means the same thing. Set apart. Set him apart in your heart. In other words, he's supposed to be the one on the throne of your life. I've started saying it here lately. You know, is he actually the God of your life? Is he on the throne governing your decisions, governing your choices? Sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you. Guys, the the key to this passage, the key to a fearless life is that word hope. Hope. Now, many times, you know, the words have different connotations, right? And, and a lot of times when we, when we think of hope, we think of it in the sense that, you know, it's, it's doubt, it's uncertainty. Man, I really, you know, I really hope this works out. I mean, this is not looking great. I, I, I really hope I come out of this okay. You know, I really, I really hope that situation doesn't go sideways, you know. I, but that's not the meaning here. That's not the meaning here. This word, this... Greek word in this passage is elpis. It's talking about a sense of anticipation. It's talking about a sense of excitement, a a sense of expectation. The way I like to look at it is when you're a little boy, you know, or a little girl, and you've already been through a couple of good Christmases, you know, where where it's like you wake up on Christmas morning and jackpot, you know, all the thing, the stuff you were hoping for, you know, most of it's there, a lot of it's there, some surprises, you know, and and now it's, it's Christmas Eve and you've got this sense of excitement, this sense of expectancy, and it's been building and your parents have, have worked to kind of hopefully you know, foster that a little bit and you see presents under the tree or whatever. And do you understand that's what this cross represents for us? I mean, if he came and did that, then certainly he's going to keep his promise to come back triumphant. He did the hard part. The rest is cake, right? The hope. He said, be ready. This hope that you have, you need to be, be ready to talk about it. Be ready to give a defense, having turned aside from the things that distract most people, focusing on the now, having sanctified the Lord God in your heart instead, focused on Him, focused on the future, the presents that are under the tree, the things that you have a sense of anticipation about in your future. Do you realize the Bible says one day you're going to be perfect? I mean, I encourage you just, now some of you think you already are. I'm sorry, you're not. (laughs) But one day, one day, God says, I will perfect you. I will complete you. I will make you everything I designed you to become. And I will put you in a perfect world that has been completely recreated. We'll get to that in 2 Peter. But he he has these, these promises for us. And we need to be looking forward. We need to be focused on those things. Not deceived into believing that Jesus has promised us a carefree, pain-free life filled with all the toys we could ever want here. It's not what he promised. What he did promise is to do a complete work in your life. And you know what? That's going to involve some difficulty. It's going to involve some pain. It may involve some real hardship. 
but it'll be worth it. If so, it'll be worth it. It'll be worth every moment of the suffering. On the other side of the horizon, you'll look back at it and say, thank you, God. You know, I went through something a few years ago, and I've talked about it before, and I, I won't go back through the, the whole thing, but I went through a period of time where I, I really was, I was having a real hard time with life. Now, I, I was a pastor, and I was struggling. One of the things that, you know, as I look back at it now, I realize it really, it, my circumstances really weren't all that bad. I just overreacted. Isn't it funny how, how distance and age can give you perspective? Well, just imagine what it's going to be like a thousand years from now when you look back. When you realize, man, that really wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it was. It seemed like it was just horrible, and I had no idea what you intended to do through it, God. I had no idea what you were planning. Perspective. Life lived in eternity, starting right now. Trusting him to walk you through whatever it is. Trusting in his power, trusting in his faithfulness. You know, one of the things tonight, one of the Psalms that we're going to look at it, he talks about the faith, says God's truth is forever, is the way it's worded in, in English. And when I looked into it, what the Hebrew is actually saying is that his stability is permanent. His stability, his reliability, it's forever. It's never going to change. Never going to change. He is now and always will be almighty God. And if he is for you, who can stand against you? It's another thing I learned back then, see, because I used to read that and think, well, if you're for me, I sure do wish you'd show up because it's not looking like you're for me right now. All kinds of stuff going wrong. What I didn't understand was that the fact that he is for me is why I was going through the things I was going through. The reason that you suffer sometimes is because he loves you so much. And he intends to grow you up. He intends to build you. He intends to perfect you. I've been through some stuff. I need a lot of work. I'm probably going to go through some more stuff because he's not finished with me yet. But I'm learning that I can count on him to walk me through those things. He's faithful. And he loves me. And if he thinks I need to go through it, well, he's the one who's always right. And so I just have to trust him, even when it gets hard. Because at the end of the day, I, I want permanent victory in my life, not temporary happiness. Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio. What you just heard may have set some questions off in your spirit about who Jesus is and why he's so important. If so, keep listening. Thanks, Chris. You know, if you're listening today and, and you're thinking, man, I really need God in my life. You know, I, I've wandered away or, or remember, maybe you're just searching. It's the first time you're really getting serious about having a relationship with God. And, you know, I remember when I felt that way, and, and to be honest, I, I, I felt really kind of exasperated and crummy and, and like it was probably impossible. Well, it's not impossible. The Bible says that God loves you so much right where you are. He understands that we're messed up. The Bible tells us, I mean, He knows we're human. He knows that we're flawed. He knows that we're sinful, imperfect human beings. That's why the Bible says He sent Jesus in the first place to come and die on the cross 
to pay for our sin, to pay for our wickedness, so that all we have to do is open our hearts to him and receive the pardon, the forgiveness that he's offering. He wants a relationship with you. I'd love to give you more information about that. Listen, I'd love to pray with you about that, even if electronically. Just go to our website, mainthingradio.com. There's all kinds of info on the website about how to begin that relationship with Jesus, how to begin that that personal relationship with God, how to study the Bible. We can give you all kinds of information about that if you'll just reach out to us and let us know that you need it. Thanks, Pastor Robert. That website again is mainthingradio.com. We're so glad you joined us today and be sure to tune in again to Main Thing Radio.